chilling we got that afterglow from another killer new era show yep man good times good times freaking we started the uh first round of the tournament to kind of new number one contender for our anniversary show coming up on august 13th freaking we've got a uh, duff doyle qualifying for the second round we've got lipto qualifying for the second round Adrian Grimm. we got adrian Grimm qualifying and jason noel running out rounding out the final four yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. The Jason Noel one uh, is the one that got me in the jazz. Like uh, when uh, our commissioner called him out for being a big, fat, solid, throbbing D word, uh, it, it, it resonated with him, man. Like uh, I got some, I got some good promos backstage with him, and I uh, got promos, promo photos of a couple of people we don't have. And uh, it was just uh, maximum effort, maximum execution, just like it's usually on the freaking planet, right? Yeah, exactly, man. If we can make the most of what we got, and what we got's pretty good. Dude, I've had a few people hit me up where I got those walkie-talkies. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's like, it, why didn't we think it happened those in the first place? Hmm. Yeah, well... Just didn't happen. <laughs> I, I, I think it was... I think... All right, so yours didn't work, but I think you might... I think your hearing is blown out. Maybe. Like I said, it just sounded staticky, but I'm right by the, uh... Yeah. You know, got the freaking... You're surrounded you know, by speakers and microphones, speakers. and... Yeah. Yeah, the, the the rest of the night, I got a good gopher. She helped me out the entire time. We, we got great promos. Um, hell, I was done with most of my chores by, like, the fourth match. Awesome, awesome. Got to run around and uh, put out fires uh, at my leisure, just chilling. Got to uh, hang out with Mr. Uh, Wade backstage for a little while. It was nice to sit and chill with him a while. Nice, nice. Open up that big garage door, get a breather, man. Because what was it, like 105 in Denver? It was pretty roasty, that's for sure. Not quite, uh, not, not quite sure of the specifics, but it is what it is in these uh, hot summer nights, as it were. And after, it was like, what, 20 minutes after I was uh, complaining that we hadn't seen our first freak, and we're at a red light, and we've got the laziest homeless guy that's sitting there. What was he wearing? He was wearing a... Wearing a hoodie. With the hood on. With the hood on. It was like, like I said, 100 and some degrees, probably. And a jacket and Timberlands. And he wouldn't even try to hustle for that. Like, did, did he even spell his sign right? I don't even remember. I have void eye contact. It's easier that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I did that. You know, freaking, we hit that up. We hit up some uh, fine comic book establishments. Yeah, man. Like, uh, we hit up. Uh, what was what was the first one? Heroes and the, the uh, Justice. Oh, Hall of, Hall of Justice. Hall of Justice. Yeah. Hall of Heroes. Hall of Heroes. Hall of Heroes. That place is gnarly. Like they. Well organized. Um great 
classic action figures to buy at a really good price. Good variants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love had, a pl- had a plethora of really, really old school comic books. Had a bunch of stuff. Uh, CGC graded. Bunch of stuff just kind of you know, hanging there on the right. You know, love the wall they've got going on there. Yeah, they got a giant size there, man. Yeah, they do. I One if, day. I wonder One if they'll day. just let us hold it next time. <laughs> uh, if, you hold, if I hold it, I'm making a run for it. You know, it's just better not. Better not. Listen, uh, if we make a run for it, I'm totally down for it. You must remember, I, I don't got to be the I don't got to be faster than everybody else. I should be faster than you. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I used to play soccer, and my legs are about as tall as you. <laughs> yeah, but I'll I'll, still, uh, I'll trip you. I don't care. I'll play yeah. dirty. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. I wouldn't even blame you. But tell yeah, us, no, tell I us what the comic book is. I don't know nothing about it. no comic book. <laughs> I'm here for the muffins. Tell me where Tony Morales is. Who? Where's my lawyer? Where's my muffin? <laughs> Haven't had my muffin yet. I don't need no phone call. I just want my muffin. Yeah. Where's Tony Morales? I don't know. With your mama? <laughs> and, a, and her muffin? You're already in Costa Rica. Abandoning your family. Just chilling on the beach. Holding your... I, I, I'd, I'd, ship, I'd, I'd go for him. I'd ship out for him in like six months. Once a... <laughs> once, it, once the heat dies down. Once the heat dies down, I'll get out of jail. It'll be fine, man. Yeah. But yeah, I know. I found some uh, found some new mutants I was looking for. Yeah, that was now, really down, I'm down officially to uh, one and a half issues of freaking until I'm done with new mutants. All uh, 100 issues. I got I to gotta get, I gotta get the, I gotta get those big ones, though. I got to get 87. I got to get a first print 87. I've got a second print, which is why that one half comes in there. And then I got to pick up 98. So, First see how long that takes me. Not really. <laughs> First full appearance of Domino. Not even. You got to remember Domino. That was copycat. Domino doesn't appear till Domino doesn't appear in full until X Force Nine, which well, I've already got. I thought there was like some cool guy that showed up in '98. I don't know. That's Gideon. Hmm. It's first appearance of Gideon is in New Mutants '98, which is why it's so. Uh, so pricey. Well, I know you were after that first appearance of Fabian Cortez. He's your favorite. I don't mind Fabian Cortez. He's not bad. I've got... Which one is... I think it's... That's later on. Let's 300, see. I think. And Kenny X-Men 300? Yeah, that's right. Or is it, or is it X-Men 1? It's... Well, technically X-Men 1 because he's in the uh, Things of... Uh, what is things it, what's to that? Come? Yeah, Things to Come poster with Omega Red and more Brood just hitting at stuff. Like, technically... That's first appearance more Omega Red, but then again, technically yeah. the first appearance of Pre- Preacher is Absolute Vertigo number one, which I do have signed by Garth Ennis, but nice. it's still not freaking actual first Preacher. But uh, you know, it is what it is. We got our yeah, but X Men number one is first Prince Fabian Cortez. So literally everybody on the planet has that one. Yeah. I still on comic book. I'll I'll pick it up every now and then when I feel nostalgic because I just love looking at it and just yeah. It just it just meant so much to me when I got it. Yeah, no, it was it was the uh, the starting block for a lot of people in our generation. So 
for that and Uncanny X-Men 281. Well, not as much as uh, Spider-Man number one was for me, man. When Todd got full reins, man. Nice, Todd nice. Got full reins. And then um, if you guys want to uh, hear a really good story about, like, the true history, uh, pick up the, uh, the the history of Marvel Comics. It's, uh, it's a book that came out about, like, mm, I want to say, like, nine years ago. And it's not about, like, okay, Spider-Man came out this time. It's about the politicking. Politics and comic books, you say? Yes, sir. Full politicking. All the people that have a gripe with old our good buddy Jim Shooter. Stupid hippies. Like, you got to see that. Like, you really got to see that freaking uh, documentary about the X-Men that, uh, about uh, Chris Claremont. And he's throughout the entire thing. And uh, they're talking about, like, pretty much all the drugs they were doing. And he's got these... He's sitting there on the couch with two old hippie chicks that were editor and artists, and they're looking at him like, hmm, they're remembering the free-loving times. It was a little creepy the way they were looking at him. You mean like the 60s? Yeah. I would hate to find out that some of our favorite X-Men stories were like post freaking Coital. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're mid. He's like, he's like, get off me. I gotta write this idea down. Yeah. I'll be right back. She's like, no, I got one right here. Lifts one up, hands him a pad of paper. <laughs> you never know with those hippies, man. <laughs> they are resourceful. Yeah. I, I, I do want to tell the story of, uh, of uh, what I told you about having a war today. Okay. Um, I, I told you the gist of it, but, uh, basically I assisted a very young woman in purchasing the home insurance for a more than a million dollar house. She didn't want to tell me what she did, what she does. And my mind immediately went to porn star. And then okay. she, she was super smart. Like, there was nothing that would, not that I think that porn stars are stupid, but, like, there was nothing that would, like, my mind, like, the intuition said porn star. She was sharp as a tack, very, very respectful. I mean, not that she wouldn't be, like, what I'm getting at is, like, I started feeling guilty that my mind went to porn star. Maybe she's a successful software developer. Maybe she's an inventor. And then when she described that this home was exclusively her own, the only person living there, 15 square feet, and I'm like, all right, dude, tell me what you do. Like, what, what am I doing wrong in life? And she's like, I've got an OnlyFans. And I put down 56, no, forgive me, $560,000 down. That was 650. 560. You said 650 earlier. I meant to say 560. Okay. What are we doing wrong, man? We're just not pretty enough. No. Not pretty enough. That just is what it is. I just think it's rad. I was actually really freaking happy for her, man. Like, if that's what she's doing, I, I don't, like, I, there's no shame in that. <laughs> like, no shame in it at all. I mean, it is what it is, but, like, a young woman like that, buying a home like that on her own, that's unprecedented. That's probably more precedented than you think. Probably, <laughs> but unprecedented in my life to get to... Like, asteroid hitting another asteroid just, you know, for a brief encounter. Yeah. Just, 
I don't know. I, I, I was just really happy for her, so I was extremely jealous. I can, I can see why, man. Freaking, you know, it is what it is, but... Man, like... You know, freaking... I can't, can't, you know... Can't look down on somebody for what they do, regardless of oh. if they're able to make it work, they're able to make it work. I'm not looking down on her at all. I'm just like, we gotta figure some other stuff out, man. <laughs> it's true. That is true. Hey, how's your week been, man? Like, uh, I know uh, last week was a uh, total cluster. That happens, man, freaking. But yeah, no, this week's been pretty good. Able to come down a little bit. Like I said, we went to some comic book shops, freaking able to chill at a home a bit more, which is always good. Yeah, we ended up going to a a, a new spot, a new comic shop called uh, Cobalt. Cobalt, where, uh, Yeah, we're good old, good old Joshua Michael over here ended up narking out freaking comic prices because <laughs> that's, that's what he does. You want, you want to explain yourself to the court of public opinion, Mon Frere? All right, so... I'm going to turn this into a gimmick. We're going to go to new comic stores, and I'm going to be like, oh, brother, this comic is absolutely underpriced. It's $13. This could be 20 And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, this Grant Morrison wrote this. this you see this? I handed it to him. He's looking at it, and he's like, what am I looking at? I'm like, there's no proof of purchase. This is this is direct copy. Like, this is $20 in this condition. And he looks it up on eBay. You're right, man. And then... I found that Dawn comic book I wanted that I slept on from, uh, uh, what was it, Kapow? Yep. And uh, he just handed it back to me. He's like, yeah, man, I appreciate your honesty. He shook my hand. And I'm like, I'm going to do this at every single freaking comic book, comic book store we go to ever. <laughs> In the duration of the hunt, which has been over a year at this point, yeah, he has narked out comic prices at two separate locations. Uh, one was a saga book, and another it was like it was saga number four actually, and uh, like they had it for three dollars. You can get saga like number three right now for like ninety dollars, uh, like a dentist room copy. But is, does Josh let his fellow hunters know this? No. no, he goes right to the guy in charge and is like, "Hey, brother, <laughs> let me let me smarten you up a little bit, brother, brother." Sorry, brother. This comic book is worth way more than what you're getting. You're selling it for. I'm doing a public service for myself. You're definitely not. You're definitely not servicing the public. I'll tell you that. For myself, I've gotten one free comic book out of it. It makes it worth it. I'm gonna keep doing this every time. And granted, it is a thing of evil. You could have handed. The Joe Casada signed Ash number one straight to Ed Millie. Oh, that's Joe Casada. That's exactly what Josh described to me Joe Casada's signature was like. But instead, you handed it to me, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to somebody. I won't do you, that. You, on the other hand. I won't do you, that to you. You, on the other hand. You've already done it twice. No, I, 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 I told you I have a copy of Spawn 18 for you. I thought I'd given you one. I have one for you, but I didn't realize that you, like, you would give a damn about freaking Saga. Speaking, speaking of which, earlier that day, did I not that that very day did I not hand you the Becky Cloonan Batman Black and White that you've been desperately searching for and could not find? This one, yeah, that was right next yeah. to you. All right, so, of course. Yeah, well, I bought you your freaking uh, two day pass for Comic Con. You owed me. Kind of. 
You owed me your soul. Ah, uh, well, the the Casada, yeah, kind of. I think there's one other one you hooked me up with. Casada, I, I am single-handedly the reason. I am single-hand, yeah, year ones. I single-handedly am the reason you own Uncanny X-Men 244. That is correct. It would have been gone by the time you'd freaking got there had I not been like, hey, is this what you're looking for? Yeah, but who has... How, how many times have I done that for you? Yeah, but who has Suicide Squad number one, first print, new 52, for basically... That you charged me, charge me $15 for. Basically nothing. Spawn number one, which I gave to you. First appearance of Dakin, Wolverine Origins number 10. Here you go, brother. <laughs> Well, this is gonna be this is gonna be the end of our friendship. <laughs> Hell no, it's <laughs> right, not gonna this, be. This right no, here is no, the end of our no, friendship. No, this is the this we're is gonna the, go. This is the fight that's like, damn it, we're friends. Damn it. <laughs> that's two dollars. Ah. It was all part of my plan. No, Abuela <laughs> would have been totally fine with Mijito getting mad that he gave a couple of good comic books. He's getting called out on. She'd be in the corner. I'm I'm deducting that two dollars. That that's a way low. Nope. I gave you I gave you all I, I handed you all three of three out of the four of freaking uh, year no, one no, and then no, turned around no, that very afternoon and gave you, you and told and told you the fourth one where the fourth was, one they had there. What I was trying to say was not only he did not hand me the three, he handed me the four. I, he gave me three for free and found me the fourth one. I'm giving you the credit where credit's due. You didn't hand me three. You handed me four. Thank you, Uncle Ed. Or is it, is it Uncle Ed or just Uncle Ed? Oh, it's definitely Uncle Ed. Uncle Ed is weird. Mm. It's in a Simpsons thing. I'm an, I'm an adult, man. I can't do Unky. I don't, yeah. I don't do Unky anything. Uncle Ed. You think Uncle Ed would have, like, slipped us some, like, Hustlers or Playboys or anything under the counter if we were, like, 13 years old? Back when he had a full... Manly mane of hair. Uh, he he had to have had a mullet. He definitely had a mullet at one he, point he or another. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, Uncle Ed definitely had a mullet. He would have been the, like, hey, slipped us a hustler or Playboy or, uh, I don't know, China and Playboy, Polybag. Maybe. Where'd you hide that, by the way? Just in my comic books. Oh, uh, Morales Jr. is going to find that. It's going to mess him up. You better put that in a different spot. Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still wrapped. It'll be all right. It's got the foil sealed. It's resealed. Exactly. Well, maybe I'm doomed. One or the other. Hey, it happens, me. man. I mean, if that's the first woman he lands on, God bless him. <laughs> True. Well, uh, we got some comics to talk about, man. Like, uh, but... I I still gotta just rewind back to. That was a hell of a freaking amazing new era show. Yeah, no, it was good, man. Freaking got all that. You know, we ended up having some uh, last minute uh, cancellations due to due to illness. Freaking, yeah, but we able to we made it work. Freaking, uh, you know, a couple people stepped up, took some spots, and freaking made the most of their opportunities. Limit was pushed in. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation, and we're not going to go into detail about it, uh, other than the fact that, like, you and I, I've got a lot of irons in the fire, and you and I were just like, no, nah, laser focus, minefields, newer, that's it. 
Nothing else. No. no. no nothing else, man. Like, uh, freaking, I've gotten more done on the website in the past, like, day and a half than I have in, like, five months. Um, yeah. In like, it's been nice without the stress. I gotta get this photo set done. I gotta, I, I gotta finish up the Viper show. I'm like seventy five percent over that. But that's, that's neither here nor there. There's no stress on that one because, uh, that one, that one was an easy shoot because it was bright. I didn't even have to pull out the. I didn't even have to pull out any of my lights. Nice. I just had to have the freaking uh, screen up, and well, that's an easy one. But um. Yeah, laser focus, new era, minefields. Like, let's, uh, gentlemen, ladies, they, uh, not being disrespectful, just want to include you. Uh, make sure you know you're here. But too many irons in the fire can suck. Like it burned, it burned me out, man. Yeah, that'll definitely, that'll definitely happen, man. Freaking, you know, you got the reality of your life, and then freaking, you got work, you got freaking wrestling, you got freaking podcasting. On top of you're doing stuff for multiple feds, multiple places. Yeah. Everybody's freaking trying to get you to do, you know, put them first. Yeah, I mean, there's no fault in that. But, like, at the same time, though, like, uh, that was a very, um, and, and, and you guys got to realize what it's like to have good pals like Tony Morales and Colin in your corner. Like, I mean, anyone else would, like, we've never yelled at each other. Yeah, we, we never. No, we we've always had gentlemanly conversations where, hey man, I screwed up, or I'll you know calm down, or or this and this like um, you know we we, we work things out, and uh, I, I I really encourage everyone out there to have that sort of um, friendship with people because it's all about respect. Yeah, no, definitely, man. It's all about respect, man. I mean, like, even, like, on the little things, man. Like, I remember you called me one time. I was, uh, I went back to the mom and dad's house, uh, hang out, have breakfast, and you called me, and you're like, yo, uh, latest issue of Robin. You might want to read it alone, and it's heavy. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) It was, man. Like, uh, I would have been mad at you if you hadn't warned me about that, man. That was that was heavy, like um, freaking uh, conversation that we had in the car. Just freaking let's laser focus. Let's figure it out. We've got we've got Comic Con coming out. You know we're gonna we're gonna throw some flares out, but that's not even gonna affect any of our attention to laser focus minefields in the new era. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's 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 a respect thing, minefielders. I, you know, we we talk all the time about being on the jazz and, you know, loving comic books, but like it's a respect thing, guys. So keep if you got that up, beef up your game. Next thing you know, you and your best bud are freaking collaborating collaborating on all, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff, man. And even then, like, uh, even if you knew how hard we work on the hunt, you'd think like that. That would be that would take us so much time. That, that was our free time. <laughs> That's what we do for fun. Yeah, that was our free time. So yeah, get, get it done. Get out there. Figure it out, man. Because everyone's going crazy right now. Everyone's miserable. Everyone's just getting back in their job. Everyone's broke. But uh, find your find your peace, man. Uh, no, definitely, man. Freaking, it's all you can do. Got to do what you can to stay sane. That's for sure. Which one you got first, man? Let's do a. Uh, I am Batman, man, because that one was uh, that one was gnarly. 
So you said you want to start with Venom. Uh, I want to end with that one because that's a little too, uh, for all you Johnny the Homicidal Maniac uh, fans out there, wacky. Gotcha. But yeah, now we, uh, we start out in New York City by, uh, by a bridge. We got Detective Chubbs, Chubbs, Batman, and freaking the mayor. And mayor is losing his mind because this guy is going around killing officials and freaking putting out not only killing them and killing them in brutal ways, but also putting out all their secrets. And that's why he's after him because all these people are corrupt. And we find out the mayor is next on his hit list. You know, we got Jace Batman over here just blatantly asking him, you know, what and why would he be after you? And the mayor, of course, is just like, I've got nothing to hide. Everybody, everybody, everybody knows everything about me. And we all, and everybody knows he's lying. We just don't know. We don't know if skeletons are, right, are up in his closet. He's trifling. Oh, of course he is. He doesn't. He, he's not so sure about Batman right now. Now, and we go back. Do you think it's convenient before we go too far? That crazy homicidal maniac is exposing all of these uh, high-ranking political officials and their secrets and killing them while what's going on right now in Gotham with the Riddler. Yeah, it's definitely very similar. I mean, this guy is way more uh, Hands-on. violent and artistic. Yeah. Violent, artistic, hands-on with a, with his punishments, whereas the Riddler is making all these innocent people do his bidding for him. There was an episode of Tales from the Crypt that came out uh, way back in the day that st- starred uh, Tim Roth. That he was um, a pumpkin from Pulp Fiction, and mm-hmm. his wife was like super sick, and this rich guy played by Jeffrey Jones, uh, the dad from. Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. Who is uh, actually a lot of people don't know this. He's actually been canceled like way before being canceling was a uh, canceled was, was a thing. thing. Yeah, he uh, he got caught like in a hotel with like a fourteen year old Malaysian boy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's not being in any more movies, dude. Um, well, um, Tim Ross, uh, he's a up and coming artist or trying to be, and. His uh, girlfriend is uh, very sick, and a rich guy uh, basically pays him to murder people and paint portraits in their blood. Gotcha. And that's... I don't know why that, like, what I'm reading here with uh, our, our newest villain here, that Jace is against, I don't mm-hmm. know why that just... I mean, like, he he's he's legit trying to be, like, you know, have a art showing in Soho, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I I don't want to sound morbid, but like the way that they painted things in like saw, I mean, if, if you froze one of those scenes and painted it, all of those scenes when the the traps are being sent off, the uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got uh, in art school was if you can do something well, do a thousand of them. If you do a thousand of them, you'll get a show in the bet. And he wasn't wrong. Yeah. He wasn't wrong. Um, and this gentleman, uh, or just a woman, we still, I mean, 
not trying to be yeah jerk they're referred to as they're referred to as man ray yeah well these are the things that are going the the references that are going without being the uh, BS uh, references like watching Stranger Things is a quote of a quote of a quote of a quote and a reference of a reference of a reference and no no I I I feel like I I know what's going on in this writer's head. And I'm really loving it. Yeah. You? No, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's it's uh it's different. It's a different, harder take than your normal bat villains because you know a lot of them come off as cartoony, right? A lot of the time. And freaking these are this is more like more hard. This is harsh. This is this is equivalent of Batman meets like Spawn villains. Let's say. No, it really is. It really is. I mean, like down to the. Uh, the uh, iconography on the mask, he's got a third eye that's bleeding, mm-hmm. that's shot out, that's part of the, the gimmick. And he's using a spiked iron, of all things. Yeah. There's iconography here that we, we're not getting yet. I mean, I get the, the, the blown-out third eye, but um, the iron. Yeah, why the iron? Anything, like, like I mean, like, even, like, I mean, if it was the 60s, then definitely his mom was, like, a freaking uh housekeeper at a hotel that got brutally murdered by some artist and I, I don't know like you know like you know those ridiculous 60 stores you know yeah um but it's not the 60s anymore and he's he's slinging that around like uh deadly miho uh on freaking kill bill yeah well, yeah no it's uh it's been interesting like we see the um and we go back to the police station, and, and you know, there's a, a group of police that are very much against, like, they're they're mad about Man Ray killing one of their own because they killed the commissioner, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna put a bullet in his head, and it doesn't matter who gets in their way, including, you know, Batman and Detective Chubbs, because they they hate the fact that Batman's associated with the NYPD. What did you? Think they can't. What did you think about when uh, the mayor was like? I pay you. It's insulting. Like, really. Like, freaking... Like, it's... It's Batman. He's a vigilante, and he's collecting a paycheck from this guy. Like, where, where, where does Batman cash his checks? Literally, that's what I was getting to. Like, yeah, well, like... Yeah, that's kind of the question. Where, where does it... Where does it go? Because he can't... He can't just... He can't just direct deposit it. He's direct deposit it into his account. You know those or if he's got maybe he's got like an offshore account or something. I don't know. Even then, man, like it just I think that's the one thing that I want to bring up to you. That disjointed me. Like your Batman's getting paid, please. It's a different Batman though. Like the the rules that apply to Bruce Wayne don't necessarily apply to Jace. Right. And I think that that's really part of a large part of what I'm enjoying about it is that it's a completely different take on a completely different Batman. And plus, like I said, there's there's going to be that freaking, you know, hanging over his head. At one point, him and Bruce are going to meet. Yeah. And what's going to happen when they meet? Um, and that, that's 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 where the money is, as far as freaking this book goes. Because no matter what, even in a, you know, a during Future State, he never met Batman. He no, never met Bruce. No, he didn't. I remember uh, when Bruce got back to Gotham, like, you know, there's another Batman. He's like, yeah, I'll deal with it. Yeah. I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. And it's going to be it's going to be one of those things where it's going to take time and freaking I'm interested to see what's going to happen with it. 
You know, is it going to be a good meeting? Is it not? Bruce has got to know who he is. Maybe. I'm sure he's got an idea in his head. I'm sure he's got, he's probably got a tracker in the bat suit. Yeah. But like, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And freaking easy. You know, he's freaking probably knows who he is. But, uh, it's just, if he knows yet, because freaking, he's freaking Batman. Do you think this guy's Jace's Joker? No, because I think the biggest thing they need to do is he needs he needs the biggest reason he was he's not in Gotham anymore is he needs his own rogues gallery like he needs his own people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Completely different and individual than nothing like anything Batman's faced. No references. No, no. He's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get it. Yeah, we don't. We don't need a cold base villain. We don't need a a guy that solves that give leaves clues. We don't need yeah. a, a we don't need a a tiny man that runs a, a lounge. He doesn't need a female love interest who is a bad girl turned trying to turn good. Yeah, you know we we see we 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 even kind of meet his love interest right now, his ex girlfriend Hadaya. I love her. Who, who is freaking brilliant and freaking helps him out. And she tells him about the, uh, it's called the hot list, which is apparently kind of a myth, but, um, it's, it's a, it's an urban legend that is a list of all the most powerful people in business politics and everything they've ever done wrong. And basically if you have that list, you free. Yeah. Yeah. You're unstoppable. Because you've got everybody's secrets and freaking information is free. information is power. The the thing that that's got me in the jazz on this one is that our villain here is absolutely comfortable making a mess in front of everybody and not giving any sort of things. Just just absolutely like I'm gonna make a mess. I don't care who shoots me or how fast you are. I'm gonna make a mess. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. he's you know he's he's crazy and freaking and like and the way he talks is kind of it seems like he's got a screw loose because he ends up attacking the mayor and brutally brutally murdering a lot of his staff and his bodyguards. They were in already the, dead when they got there. It was gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and freaking and he like you said he doesn't have a problem doing it in front of everybody. But he also doesn't seem like he's trying to make a show. He does. He seems. He seems disconnected from reality, like disconnected from emotions. Like he, at the end of the day, he's just trying to get what he's what he wants done done. And but and he just he does not care about collateral damage. You know, we see all the all the cops moving in on him. Mayor, you know, making a run for it, and freaking jumps through this uh, glass window. Trying to escape, as he's just kind of stalking up on him, and then you know, there's Batman. You know, Batman, and he's just like you know, and Man Ray just looks at him like they just stop and look at each other, and freaking, he's just like you know, why do you protect this guy? And and, he's, and Batman's just responding with, why do you kill him? You know, and, and then freaking Batman, you know, they've got a response, but then Man Ray is just like, I don't like you. <laughs> And like, it's so childish. That that's just it, yeah. It's it's childish. It's it's disconnected. Like I don't I don't like you. We're like not why friends. why should I care? Yeah, we're not friends anymore. 
You know, it, 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 hmm. the thing that I just can't get over is the third eye with a bullet in the head. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a huge Tool fan, and to risk myself at exposure, um, Tool is all about the, I mean, they, they, they reference Bill Hicks so many times and squeegeeing clean your third eye to be perceptive to all that there is and all that there is ever going to be and there has been. And he's got a mask that intentionally is Xing that out. Bullet. Yeah. It's it's the the symbolism is um it's it's anti enlightenment. Which confuses me because his artwork is all about enlightenment. To murder and mayhem and freedom. Not that I'm saying murder and mayhem is freedom. What I'm saying is is that some people do f- and in their manifestos have written that murder and mayhem, doing whatever the hell you want to do, is freedom. And gotcha. he's, he's combining it through art. Like, freaking Hitler was a... Uh, an artist. He was a failed artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to a Jordan Peterson, um, or watching a Jordan Peterson video. Um, he was talking about how Hitler probably could have won World War II had he not been a maniac that wanted to make a mess. If he had, like, he, he, he was talking about how uh, if he was actually trying to win the war, he would have uh, taken all of his resources from the the death camps and put them into the war effort, as opposed to genocide. He was losing the war, and he was still concentrating his efforts on exterminating Jews, gypsies, homosexuals. Uh, If he had concentrated those efforts on the war front lines, he might have had a fighting chance. Yeah. But he was still trying to make a mess. And this guy is making a mess, and his coup de gras logo is the third eye poked out. Yeah. It's a huge contradiction in itself. I, I like that, that. That's. I mean, we we get the and and. I really appreciate your efforts on showing that this is a new Batman, but we still have the the fat guy, crooked cop, the the New York City equivalent of Bullock, of um, Montoya, um, but we're getting the new girlfriend, we're getting the new different desires and, and drive. But then this guy, I, I, I'm loving the mystery, man. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing on top of that. You know, he's freaking, you know, Batman's hitting him with this baton over and over. And, like, like it's almost like he doesn't feel it. Right. So that that might be some kind of other thing we, you know, have to think about. This guy might not, his nerve endings might be deadened, and he might not, you know, be able to register or feel pain. That's a good point. That kind of seems what we're dealing with here. Or he welcomes it. Yeah. You know, but, you know, we got a good little fight going on where they're trying to save the mayor. And, uh, freaking Man Ray ends up blowing up a car as, uh, Chubbs and her partner end up getting to the scene. And Chubbs just freaking gets out of the car and just 
jumps over the flames to help out Batman and capture Man Ray and save the mayor. And Man Ray and Batman are still going at it. And freaking, you know, he's trying to trying to talk to this guy while while they're fighting. And the other the other cop, the one that's trying to kill Man Ray for taking out their commissioner, you know, ends up freaking inches away from him with a uh, his gun pointed at the back of his head. And if Batman says don't shoot, a gun goes off. And we see Detective Chubbs shoots her fellow officer and you know, saving Man Ray. And freaking, you know, Batman is just like detective and, and Chubbs just cuts him off. He's like, don't say a word. You have no idea how bad this just got. And we look at Man Ray and he just says gorgeous. So freaking gorgeous. As the issue ends, and freaking we've got another dead cop, the son at the hands of a cop, and Mayor's still alive, but, you know, Detective Chubb is sitting there with a smoking gun, literally. I don't think he's dead. I mean, it's in the, uh, it's in the, uh, probably... In the chest. It's in the chest, but not on the, on the left side, so not a heart shot. It went straight through. We don't know he's dead, but at the same time, though, um... It is a. Do you know? Do you know how to find an arsonist? Like online? No, like. Uh, like I, I can't legal. I can't say that legally. No. no I have no idea how to find an arsonist. You arrest everyone at the scene. Okay. One of them is your arsonist. They will always, always. Just like how serial killers always collect, like, uh, a souvenir. Uh, okay. Someone in the crowd is your arsonist. They will always be there to watch their work. And we have our arsonist here, and he's not hiding. Yeah. Someone that set that house or building on fire that's in the crowd watching things happen... Whether he's walking his dog, Hitchcock style. It's probably Hitchcock style. Mm-hmm. One of them is your arsonist. They will always be there to watch their work. And this guy's in the center of it. Like, I, 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 as this, as this wound down, he's watching this beautiful menagerie of murder and mayhem and fire and destruction and confusion and that, there, there's my answer. Your answer? Yeah, there's my answer. Third Eye is all about enlightenment. This guy's all about chaos. Yeah. And I can see that. It makes sense. Yeah, we can be enlightened and all be friends and pretend we're not humans that we don't hate. And that we don't have a problem with our fellow brother or neighbor, which we all do, whether we want to admit it or not. And he is having a grand old time watching it from the middle. Yeah. Just watching the world burn. Literally. Ah, Joker did it one one way. That was a different thing. This guy wants to watch art. Like, in his mind, this is art. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope this isn't some stupid whack thing where it's like Jason's like half-brother or um, friggin' some guy that 
he saved from drowning at the swimming pool that has been obsessed with him forever. When <laughs> like like some stupid, you know, old sexy yeah. stuff, you know. Nah, I don't think he's been here. He's not been in New York long enough to really establish too much of a history, which I think is what the point is. Did you have a problem with him running away to, to New York? No, I think it's brilliant. Tell me. Because at the at the end of the day, friggin', there's too many people in Gotham. Why would why would why would he need to stay? Especially when he's he's already getting the comparisons to Batman. Well, he is. He's already he's a, yeah. You know, freaking, it's already, it's he's already there, and freaking, you know, that's not like it. Maybe he doesn't want him for all the talk about. At some point, he's gonna have to meet Bruce. Maybe he doesn't want to meet Bruce. Doesn't have to. I mean, really. he 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 stole from him. Yeah. And I mean, freaking, maybe that's part of it. Like, hey, freaking, maybe at some point, Batman's gonna want his suit back. Maybe it's got some kind of special something special about it that he might need at some point, and that's when he decides to go get him. Alfred specially tailored it for him, and they just happen to have the same body type. Um, Maybe. Staying in Gotham, Batgirls rocked my world. Batgirls number seven, by my favorite artist, other than Uncle Todd. Freaking, this was so much fun. Now, Clunin, you got to realize, uh, her origins are heavy metal. Heavy metal. Two different types. We're talking the actual music, the magazine, manga, especially manga, and just Madman and Mayhem. And... The thing about this that stood out so prevalent to me was that, and this is something that's always been like simmering with me, is that we have, what is the Iceberg Club? Iceberg Lounge. Iceberg Lounge. A lounge, it's a, it's a swanky, open every night, celebrating the criminals of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Not only is it celebrated by the criminals, but we have basically E Entertainment and Entertainment Tonight on site. We've got the Falcones here. They're, yep. they're celebrating, and this this is an open institution run by the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, an open institution that is legally operating. What, what I would consider is actually daylight in Gotham, which is nighttime. Okay. They, these are their celebrities, the criminals. This is this is this is an open secret. This isn't like a a speakeasy where you go to like a, a, a freaking uh, uh, I don't know like a like a Coke machine in Soho and put like fifty seven cents in. And then it opens up and you do the correct knock on the door because that was this happens. This is a thing. Yeah. And uh, and you get let into some super elite or, or even just like hipster. This is Gotham. They're celebrating their villains. Like th- this is gnarly. Like like I'm I'm loving it. 
Like, like, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? The whole place is run by crime. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're in Bloodhaven, uh, we've got a thing going on here, and we've got um, Seer, which I gotta say, I did not. I did not like how much I related to this little girl. Really? In terms of being an outcast. I mean, it was her Her dad was a, a penguin flunky, right? Yeah. And she hodgepodges her criminal enterprise from stolen computers in the uh, catacombs underneath that people forgot about. And... You know, she she does her best, and she did a really good job. I mean, like, and she, I think I think all the bad girls are gonna have a knife in their back from this from this little girl. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. But at the same time, though, uh, we have something that we enjoyed uh, probably almost a year ago. The um, it was almost a silent issue of Nightwing. Yeah. When Babs and uh, Dick had their uh, their date night, and mm-hmm. and uh, Bitewing got stolen, and like you and I, I was like, I I texted you like, no no spoilers, but they hurt that dog, <laughs> like they they hurt that dog, and and now they they're they're having a date night, and why wouldn't Dick and Babs's best date nights be on the job? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. What do you think of this, man? Like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm laying out the skeletal remains of, like, the... the, the I, I didn't even, like... I'm giving you the meat and potatoes on this one, man, because, like, I, I'm, I'm loving all the fringe things going on. Yeah, no, it's definitely... It's, uh, the whole thing is they're trying to figure out a way to get into the Iceberg Lounge to get Seer, because she got kidnapped by the, uh, the Saints, who are remnants of the soldiers of Simon Saint, who are going to kill Seer because she got them to believe that Simon Saint was still around after he'd already been imprisoned. And freaking, so they've got her in the Iceberg Lounge in in the catacombs, as you said, and the Batgirls are looking to break in because they gotta, they gotta get her out because they said they would. And freaking... They have this whole thing about all three of them dressing up, but instead, freaking Babs ends up dressing up. And she, like you said, she's got her date with her. Of course, happens to be good old uh, Richard Grayson. You know, we got all the celebrities here seeing them. And we got a good old reporter over here. Her name is Grace, Grace O'Halloran. Right? Uh, you know. Now, while Grace is uh, reporting, we see Batgirls on the way, speeding through on Vespas. Now, Becky Cloonan, if you're listening, I know you love Fully Cooley. Fully Cooley is one of the best FLCL, if you're looking at it, um, is one of the best animes ever happened. Like, hands down. And okay. Our main uh, villainous slash protagonist is cruising on a Vespa. And we've got our Batgirls who are sharing the name because they're best pals. I'd really fucking love that. Oh, shit. All right, four. Yep. Sorry, Abuelita. Can't have, I gotta have my Whoop Spider-Man number one here soon. 
Uh, yeah, they're cruising on Vespas, man. Like, uh, like souped-up Vespas. Absolute thing. And uh, Clunin, all her roots are in manga. And if you flip to um, where Babs is getting ready, um, we see her chilling. We see our reporter. But we get a scene where we have the talking heads. <clears throat> those talking, like, anime heads. Yeah. Including used to always do that. Like, that was like a lark. Like, she does that on her Instagram, where she'll do, like, uh, talking manga heads. Like, like a real quick comic that she just inks, like, in the morning when she's hungover. Beautifully hungover, I assume. Listening to heavy metal, probably listening to some Monomarth. Maybe some Devil Driver. Drinking her coffee. I'm sorry, where am I? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. You, you, you've got us. You, yeah, yeah. Cl- Clunin, Clunin is... You're, you're in love with this woman. It's okay. Yeah. Um, the way she integrated all of her favorite stuff in this is amazing. And I, and I really love it in contrast to when she was writing The Punisher um, with um, Steve Dillon. Before, okay. he, before he passed and um, I can see that there was some semblances of what she wanted to do what she usually does but was probably held back because they just didn't want that sort of uh, what I would assume some suit in Disney's uh, boardroom would find silly but doesn't understand that's just her former art just leave her alone and, or it just didn't work for the Punisher probably didn't work for the Punisher like it works here but yeah if you're doing a character like the Punisher I mean we've had that whole conversation before certain certain art styles are by nature better for certain comic books agreed this is just the way it is and this 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 art style works great here but like if we're doing the Punisher you know I could it's a more serious character she's not even drawing it She's just making him do what she wants him to do. Yeah. But yeah, I just think it, you know, I just think it, it really, it's like when they all of a sudden changed up the Flash all of a sudden, it was like, oh, I hate this art style for the Flash. Yeah. But they did the same art style for the freaking Martian Manhunter maxi series they did a couple years ago, and I thought it was tremendous because it worked with Martian Manhunter. That goes back to what I was telling you. My art teacher said, if it looks good, do a thousand of them. Eventually, mm-hmm. you'll have a show in the Met. He wasn't wrong. Banksy has done the same freaking spray paint art, same style stencil. It's like it's not even that hard. Anyone could do a fake Banksy, and uh, but he did a million of them. I mean, like yeah. the, 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 there's people that will sell walls off their building for millions of dollars because Banksy did a freaking graffiti art on it he's he established himself I don't know there's a a fed in Denver right now that is establishing its own art form and um just barreling ahead man I want you to think about that we'll talk about that after Okay. But yeah, no, they're uh, trying to enter the Iceberg Lounge. We got the Batgirls taking down one of the Saints. 
Uh, we see y'all, you know, decked out to the nines. Dick and Babs over here. Gonna enjoy their date night. Uh, apparently, it's been too long since they've had one, and uh, they're gonna enjoy every minute of it. They better, man, because it's. Uh... Did you feel Babs was cheating on Batwing with the little uh, Robo, the was a Robo dog or? No, it's a robot. Has no feelings. Well, at least they have their own dogs. That's what's keep Batwing's what's keeping them together right now. Love Batwing. Man, if uh, Fleeks exactly. does a freaking stray dog's Batwing. The Adventures of Bitewing Throughout Bloodhaven. Okay, that means we got the murder dick. The Adventures of the Three-Legged Dog Working His Way Through Bloodhaven Finding a finding a stray stack of hundreds Dropping it at some vet's foot Biting, you know, stopping some bully from beating up some kid All on his way home because Dick's, he knows Dick's showing up, and that's treat time. Why not? Yep. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, they, they'd make fun of us for pushing it, but then, like, next thing you know, it's a fucking... Sorry. I'm trying. Is that there five? All right. Uh, it's a freaking Hit Monkey. Remember when Hit Monkey, like, the cartoon came out, and all of a sudden the first issue was like, $900? <laughs> I do not think of this Hitmonkey once you speak. Yeah, Hitmonkey came from the pages of Deadpool, and they did like a one-shot, and when Hitmonkey, they made a cartoon of it, it was like $900 on eBay. Like, that's ridiculous. Oh, wow. That's, that's ridiculous. And then it immediately went right back down to $10. It just didn't matter the whole scheme of things, huh? No, that's, we, we talked about it, like speculation, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, just because somebody is on a shit movie doesn't mean it's going to be something you need to own right now. Uh, how did you like, uh, you, you briefly told me, uh, Miss Marvel, how'd you, how'd you dig it? I enjoyed the first episode, I haven't watched the second one yet, freaking, uh, it's different, it's fun. Like, I really, I dig the fangirl aspect of it. Yeah, Kamala is you know, fangirl. Kamala is a huge fan, and it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like how... In Hawkeye, freaking they um, they made they they um, she was uh, Kate Bishop's character was a witness of the battle in New York when Hawkeye jumped off the building and shot his last two arrows and ended up saving he ended up saving her because uh, an alien vessel was gonna crash into her apartment that she was living in and like. I like the fact that these kind of these kind of these smaller tier characters, I guess, younger characters, kind of show us the rest of the world in the Marvel Marvel universe, and show us like the regular the regular world, as opposed to just like, oh my God, we got to go fight Ultron, or oh my God, uh, freaking planetary attack. She's from the kind of Ultron. Yeah. She's Kamala from the block. Ah, oh, dig it, man. Like, uh, so. The comic yeah, has she, always been really good. It's, it's been, the first episode was great. Looking forward to checking out the next one. 
Uh, I got Spawn next, man, before we get into Venom. Okay. Spawn's got back to its roots, man. Ultimate, ultimate baddies. Like, uh, for so long we had these, like, Bush leaguers like Mamon and like, that were, like, Malbolgia is controlling everything, and then Malbolgia gets his head cut off, and like, oh, wait a second, bro. Actually, this other guy from this other circle of hell that has a suit, he's actually the most more powerful guy. And, mm, no, that was around, like, 110, 115, led into, like, the... Story about like Wanda and Terry's like twins being like super powerful, and then there's something going on with uh, Cyan that they never really developed. Like there was a lot of dead ends. Like, okay. A lot of dead ends. They really tried it. They, like, it didn't suck, but like you know how I, I I've, I've been complaining about Spawn for since you joined Minefields, mm-hmm. and um, we've got. Al Simmons, who is the most all-powerful spawn that's possibly ever existed, he sealed the dead zones. There's no way you can get in or out into uh, Earth because he sealed the dead zones, which were the access points that uh, the Elsim, uh, the the angels, and the those from below could enter Earth. He sealed all, he sealed all the entrances. But we've got two new characters going on here. We have uh, Plague Spawn, who has been released on Earth, who is basically the original Spawn climb through 001. He's the prototype Spawn costume. Uh, and for those that don't understand, when you are a killer enough and evil enough, you go to the eighth he- sphere of hell, and Malbolgia will give you a Clintu Hellspawn costume, and you'll be part of the the Hellspawn army. He's looking for generals, and he landed on Al Simmons, and they there's all this BS about hey he was the chosen one, and he's gonna lead us to victory, but. They're introducing the introduction of the original, like, grown suits. Like, the, these are organic things that are grown. They're, they're symbiotes. You know, why wouldn't he? You know, he did, he did Venom. And, but Heaven had one, too. And really? he was so powerful uh, that he was more destructive than Lucifer himself. And the angels that are trapped from LCM have been been manipulating this poor poor guy, the Forsaken, that if he helps them kidnap these spawns throughout time, like time travel is possible, or he can't get out of on Earth, but you can travel through time. He's kidnapping all these spawns throughout time, and they're performing some mad scientist tests on them. And he thinks, he thinks that once he they have completed their experiments, that they're going to put him in front of God, and he's going to be forgiven, and he can be the the head archangel again. Okay. The problem is, is that he, the people that are manipulating him know that God is never going to forgive him or welcome back into the gates in the heaven regardless of what he does 
And then we also have the original Hellspawn that they... The Hellspawn lost him. Both are running amok. Al Simmons is disjointed. He, like, throughout the uh, pages of Scorch and um, uh, Gunslinger, um, he's being pulled in a million different places. I mean, like, Han's back. And that's the problem where he was originally a, a good guy. He's probably not going to be for a while. We've got Chispawn. We've got Redeemer. Um, so many of our, the bigger, better bad guys from back in the day, like uh, Cygor, have been resurrected and beefed up. Uh, this is the issue where we see beefed up non-zombie overkill, who was originally overkill. Uh, yeah. That is um, being slowly nursed back to full consciousness by Jim Downing, who is the guy that went when Spawn locked the dead zones by blowing his own head off. In 185 or 7. There's one of them. 187. Yeah, 187. It was 187. No, no, you're actually correct. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. That happened. Simmons is gone. A guy that has been in a coma since Al Simmons has been running amok as spawn wakes up. The spawn, Gravitate toward him. He spawned for a while. He's on TV as a miracle healer. And um, the, the weird thing was was that Jim Downing is the exact face. When Spawn first came back, um, he tried to turn himself like from uh, freaking. They say it in the, the cartoon and in the comic, like, Clown calls him Char Baby because he's, he's just burnt. Yeah, he tries to bring back his original skin, and when he do, he tries, he becomes this white boy. We're talking issue, we're talking issue one, and the dude Jim Downing wakes up one eighty seven, same face as the guy that Spawn tried to resurrect his own skin. That's the same guy. So we've got that connection. He's there, and he has these powers. We don't know what. What he's doing, he's he's driving a, a wedge in between uh, Redeemer, uh, all of them that are part of the Scorch, and uh, convincing Haunt that Al Simmons is the enemy. And like I said, we're bringing back old enemies. Like Overkill is alive and well, and he's slowly regaining his mind. Cygor is there, and we also have a new bad guy that. This is so convoluted. Um, there's a mystical realm. It's basically Gaia. And that's where Wanda is, because Wanda was killed. And Spawn knows that there might be a way he can bring her back. Terry, his ex-best friend, when he was alive, Al Simmons died. Terry marries his widow. They have a kid that Spawn could never give her. Cyan... Um, Simmons is working with with uh, Terry and um, there's a possibility of bringing Wanda back and Gunslinger Spawn is working for Clown oh, that has been able to multiply himself 
And like, basically, like, he was able to separate himself from the violator. Clown, fully focused, is able to conduct whatever he wants to do, has figured out a way, a small way around the dead zones, separated himself from the violator. The violator is under his control. And he basically has an army of angry uh, spawn midget, uh, uh, clown midgets of little kids that Billy Kincaid, the pedophile that I told you about, that came back last year, two years ago. Uh, all the dead kids, uh, their souls belong to him, and they're like mini, mini clowns. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's, it's gotten pretty crazy, and um, I want more. Nice. Uh, Venom, he's fighting, uh, I, I told you this, we were, uh, we were leaving the, uh, demilitarized zone of Denver when we made a left turn at Albuquerque, uh, to avoid traffic, and, uh, I tried to tell you what was going on in Venom, I just know he's, like, fighting, uh, Kang, and Kang is, like, yo, we're buddies, you just don't know it yet, and I don't even know where to go with that, man. Like, Dylan's about to get killed by another Eddie with a bigger, better symbiote. And, um, the artwork's... That's not good. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, it would definitely... It would definitely chafe my day. Yeah. What do you got left, man? That's it. I only have the two. Yeah, we got... Did we mean to get so much content out of that less of comics? Jesus, we used to do like 15. Yeah. Let me ask you something. What's that? Plotting wrestling. Okay. Does it take a lot out of you? Or does it wake you up? Does it get you on the jazz? If you got something you really get into, it definitely gets you on the jazz. You definitely, you know, kind of get into it more. If you get an idea that really is just like, oh, that's going to be great, and people are gonna, people are gonna love it. So I'd say, yeah, it gets you. I'd say more so than not, it gets you, it gets you excited. How do you deal with the disappointment when inevitably, like, and for listeners, like, if you're running a fed. There's going to be some no-shows, there's going to be cancellations, there's going to be some, a monkey wrench, five minutes for showtime. You deal with it. It's just friggin', that's just the way it is. That's, that's the business. Is it stressful? Stuff happens. No. It's stressful if you, get it, if you let it become stressful. But it's all, <laughs> you're around long enough, you just kind of realize this is just how things happen. How long were you in the business before you realized this? Uh, for me personally, it wasn't very long at all. Because freaking, you know, it is what it is, man. Freaking people aren't, people aren't making a living at this level. Freaking, so there's not the, unless you're really committed to, to making it and you're in that, you know, in that right frame of mind to really go out there and do it every time. You know, no shows happen. Freaking people just... You know, people get injured, people get sick. You know, it, it's, you know, it's expected. Cool. 
Well, uh, that doesn't happen here at New Era and uh, Minefields because we do what we got to do when it happens. And appreciate the little bit of insight, man, because, uh, like, show days and all of a sudden, like, right beforehand, I'm, I, I'm wondering how you deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, it you know, just is what it is. If something happens, just, you know, and it will, you just freaking keep going. Because I got my own struggles backstage, and those are just like, you know, trying to get some attention, like, here, even get your gear on, we got photos, take problem as a film. Mm-hmm. Without, you know, chapping someone, you know, freaking the best you can, telling like, yo, we got to get it on, we got to get this done. Yeah. And if things need to get done, if, you're, if things don't get done, then things need to be addressed. It's, you know, that that's it. Right. You know, freaking if somebody doesn't want to play ball, you got to do what you, you know. You got to take that into consideration. And whatever that means is, you know, what it what it is. If that means you got to talk to them, if that means you got to get rid of them, if that means freaking, you know, they don't need to be part of it. Okay. You know, you have freaking, you have. You know, sometimes major plans get changed because somebody you know doesn't want to do it. Sometimes if people don't freaking get sick, injured, you know, things got to change. But you know, freaking, what do you give me? If you worry about waiting for it to happen, it'll freaking you know you come to work pretty pissed off. You know, instead of just dealing with it, and moving on. Right. Well, that's all I got for the out of the, the gas can for uh, number 140 man gotcha gotcha man no, it's been a good week freaking hopefully uh, you know the comics will flow this freaking week when we get get our polls have some uh, good interesting stuff to talk about go talk to Uncle Ed have a good time we got Comic Con coming up we got a website we're working on a gnarly website Uh huh Freaking. No, exactly, man. Lots to lots to look forward to. Lots of you know, we got the uh, the updated blockbuster coming up this week. Not this week. No. We still got last show to go through. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So in progress. In progress. Yeah, we can. I mean, I can update it. Well, we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's your turn. All righty. This has been Minefields. This is dangerous. This transmission is over. Absolutely. By the, by the muds. This, I love it when a plane comes together.